feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled TIFF Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck. Alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Merchin. Hey, Matt. It's day two of the film festival, the Toronto International Film Festival. It's time to either sink or swim. Let's do this thing. Today we are reviewing the uh, 2022 Toronto International Film Festival opening night film, The Swimmers, a Netflix film that will be released in November. Yeah, in the fall uh, of this year. And uh, yeah, it it was interesting going to the opening night uh, screening of this film. We did both opening night films last night, which was yeah. the Midnight Madness and the official opening night film. Yeah. yeah, and we went to the second screening, which was at 8 p.m. Um, at Roy at Thompson Roy Hall. Thompson Hall. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as packed as you would think a screening like that would be. Right. And and I know that like it's it's a film that doesn't maybe have you know, big name stars or maybe the kind of pedigree that you'd expect kind of an opening night film to have, but you know, usually a film like that, given you know the subject matter, the just the I, you know, the place and time, it, its relevancy, it's something that you would expect you know more people to kind of come out and support. And and even Cameron Bailey has been really kind of pushing this one quite a bit yeah. in terms of you know he really likes this movie a lot. Yeah, I, I think the double premiere, both being at uh, Princess of Wales and Roy Thompson Hall, maybe. Um is part of that and i know that they like hold a lot of those roy thompson hall um tickets for you know sponsors and different things like that but yeah it was we were up in the third level like the highest level and uh, there were some uh, large chunks of the audience uh kind of missing um but yeah i I don't know maybe the the princess of wales one is the one that they really kind of cram it's you know uh to the brim but um who knows but uh today we are here to talk about the movie um, which is based on a true story about uh, uh, the Mardini yeah. uh, sisters, uh, uh, Ursa and uh, Sarah, and how they flee war-torn Syria uh, for Germany uh, to live a better life. And uh, Yusra uh, specifically um, has ambitions to compete in uh, swimming uh, for the Olympics yes. in Rio in 2016 because mm-hmm. uh, the majority of the story takes place the year before in 2015. We do get a kind of prologue sequence when they're right? uh, younger and um, at a point where you know they're still coming of age and realizing you know uh, the circumstances and the politics um, and sort of the relationship that they have to the world and also sort of the again the war tour country that they're kind of living in and sort of you know the clashing with russia and, and things like that so it, there's there's a lot going on in this movie and it's part social political drama it's an inspirational sports movie but that kind of feels a little bit tacked on yeah um it's also a more digestible movie about what's going on in the world right now and kind of that didactic quality of making you feel something in a emotionally manipulative kind of manner mm-hmm. um, to the point where it does lay certain sequences on very real thick. thick real um, thick. I do feel that the best sequence of the film and when it really does start to work and when you are kind of invested in the story um, you know is the harrowing sequence of 
the sisters and their cousin um, leaving Turkey uh, via this Dingy. makeshift <laughs> raft yeah. and surviving uh, on the Greek Sea and making it to Greece. Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of refugee crisis movies um, sort of depicting similar subject matter, whether it be you know films that took place in the 80s specifically about documentaries like Flea last year. Uh, actually, one character in this um, it was leaving uh, Kabul uh, yeah. in, in Afghanistan. So um, it reminded me of that a little bit. There's a really great documentary called Fire at Sea, which was released a few years ago. Um, that's more of a kind of observational fly on the wall kind of experience of seeing refugees come to Greece and then also looking at sort of people living in Lesbo and sort of just kind of like how the two worlds collide and how and when they acknowledge each other and when they don't. So I highly recommend those movies. There's a, an amazing film called His House, which is also available on Netflix, which is a horror movie right. that Last also year, right? has yeah, um, you know, refugees coming from um, parts of Africa and surviving on boat and then feeling the guilt of being a survivor and living in the UK, which is a really powerful piece of filmmaking. This is one of those films where it will be easy to recommend to kind of a more mainstream yeah. crowd that maybe doesn't want something that's too visceral or unpleasant, quote-unquote. Yeah, upsetting or anything um, like that. That yeah. will also make them feel good for watching it. And I don't mean to make this sound like a slight to the film or the crew, but it does have a very kind of... Hollywood or middle kinda, brow yeah. kind of approach to the material to the point where like I'm really starting to get sick of like slow motion sequences depicting moments of happiness yeah um, you know there's one moment before the two girls leave uh, their family and they're trying to catch this bird that they have in their room with their younger sister and like they slow it down that's and it's just, bad the use it's of so, uh, it's so the use of some pop music is not great either no. like uh, Bulletproof is, or is yeah. it like that uh, that song um, is, is corny. Like there are a bunch of corny moments, but like it is, it's a totally fine movie, right? Like, and I think we are both in agreement with that. It's a movie that you said you would recommend to basically anyone, and um, to me, it's like my parents. So, like, which I think both sounds sort of like a slight towards the movie, but I don't mean it as a slight because I think these movies are totally. Fine to exist and they exist on Netflix for that reason and I, I think like it's a movie that my mom would either randomly watch on Netflix and message me asking if I've seen it and 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 said oh my dad and uh, uh, and I watched this movie uh, Mike and I watched this movie have you seen it yet and I would go oh, yeah or I would tell them hey there's this movie called the swimmers on Netflix you guys should watch it because I know that that's the type of crowd that this movie is kind of made for <laughs> and you know there's nothing necessarily wrong with that and there's not necessarily anything wrong with the movie like and i agree with you that there is a great sequence halfway through or so that which yeah. is the sequence eric already mentioned about uh them traveling across uh to greece on this little dinghy that's all patched up with duct tape and stuff like that and, and it's a completely um, packed yeah. boat as water is leaking in and the with motor of the boat is and, not yeah, working yeah. and it almost um, goes into like disaster movie territory kind of thing. Yeah, right? but like, but but again, like we don't want to trivialize yeah, what you know exactly. the Mardini sisters went through their or, story or any incredible. of the people that yeah. have you know crossed uh, the sea for a better life and what they're willing like the risk of saying okay, I I, I am willing to 
possibly die at sea yeah. in order to have a better life and and because i feel that my home country yeah. is a worse place to be in yeah you know is a very compelling and powerful you know idea to 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 you know have a platform to show other Absolutely, people right yeah. and you know you don't want to take that away from them it's just how the movie is made that we're being more critical of because it feels like it is kind of a more conventional commercial approach to material that is inspiring but kind of again is just very emotionally manipulative and sometimes derivative in how it kind of um you know hits you over the head time and time again of like how serious this is you know it is serious it, you don't need to continually explain through yeah. you know the um triumphant music or you know um sequences that kind of feel like there are certain caricatures or tropes that you would find along the way it's really heavy-handed dialogue or adr we yeah. mentioned like little things like that that really needs to drive home to the person watching that like this is how people treat them or or this is what they went through which again i agree with you is incredibly important and inspiring and 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 their story deserves to be known and and, and told it's just i agree with you in the in the filmmaking like at times you go oh, okay this is you know generally well made it's just like i don't know if it does anything extraordinary and i think the whole sports angle of it i agree with you feels like a little tacked on and it like, feels like an epilogue in it, a way yeah and it's just it, the movie is long as well probably a little too long um but the whole olympic swimming angle feels like it's just a reason to tell their story and make their story not necessarily feel more important than other refugee stories but it's the reason why theirs is being told because it has that commercial appeal of like she competed in two olympics on, uh, on the refugee team and, yeah which and there's a moment in this movie that i thought actually was really like a strong piece of writing that comes in later where you know her her german coach who's played by the actor who was in uh Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder movie, um, and he also directed Army of Thieves, the oh, kind yeah. of the, the prequel spinoff film, <laughs> um, where you know uh, Usara is talking about not wanting to be basically like the equivalent of a diversity hire, and yeah. and wanting to represent Syria still, mm -hmm. and wanting to be there on her own merit and not seem like a charity case. And I think that that moment actually has some bite to it and is saying something really profound and powerful and calling out the Olympics but it comes so late in the film and, and by the time lost over yeah and bit. by the time you get to that moment it just kind of feels like it's too little too late and and like it couldn't really completely decide what lane to swim in you yeah. know like it's like does it want to be both sort of a powerful sort of platform to explore the refugee crisis that's yeah. still going on does it want to be An inspirational sports movie conventional yeah. kind of rocky-esque yeah. storyline that's you know but obviously true um and then you know on top of that you have kind of the dynamic between the sisters yeah. which is also you know like played this, by real life sisters yeah too. yeah and 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 i think that like that is interesting and having you know two real sisters kind of play off of each other and their chemistry's there and like it like they have a natural sort of on-screen presence yeah, together and that can even be hard to do sometimes just because you're you're related doesn't necessarily mean you know that you're, translate you're both on the screen good I mean, look at look anything, at uh, yeah. Idris Elba talking about how his daughter you know tried to uh, tried to audition for the role in Beast yeah. and like apparently she didn't get cast because she didn't have good chemistry with yeah. him on screen and he was saying like you know like 
they had a bit of a sort of falling out after that. Yeah. So. I mean, well, yeah, no one should expect anything. That's nepotism. But, like, um, yeah, I agree that they're both solid. Like, the, again, the and I should, we, sh- we should say um, uh, it's uh, Manal and uh, Natalie uh, Issa okay, uh, who you. play the sisters, and yeah. it's directed by Sally uh, Husani. Yep. Um, so yeah, like it's it's one of those films where it's like there's a lot of like interesting things going on, and and I like the idea that it doesn't necessarily cast actors that you're familiar with. Yeah, because like it because then it could have gotten into some real like yeah Hollywood kind of like yeah and and, and maybe you're you bring that kind of sort of attachment to yeah. a film like this where you you know you, you're learning about these characters on their own merits and the story on its own and I think that makes it a little bit more compelling and authentic in a lot of ways where this could have easily also been a very Hollywoodized film like if this was made in like the 90s or early sure. 2000s if, if the story took place then it you know they would have gotten you know whoever the big names were at the time to play the sisters and probably wouldn't have been you know properly cast it would have yeah. probably even been whitewashed a little bit um, yeah. so yeah like it is it is very sensitive to those things and you have to appreciate that but overall I think it's a film that kind of is kind of a, a middle brow movie that will be released on Netflix and unless you are actually actively seeking it out or you know hear about it through a review it's not a film that will necessarily stand out I don't think either yeah I completely agree again like I'll probably tell my mom to watch this movie so and that, I think that is I mean that as a compliment yeah really like I genuinely do because like there are a lot of great movies that I like that I would not suggest to my parents yeah. right so like like and I like movies yeah it's just like there's different there's a spectrum there and I feel like all types of movies should exist and I I don't there are more interesting and and stylistic and and uh, uh, important movies that deal with similar subject matter but I mean sometimes just an easily digestible kind of version of that is fine and that's kind of like the word that I keep using it's totally fine yeah and like I have it, it, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, it it's very safe um, and uh, I do think that some of like again the sports stuff just feels really tacked on and feels very like pushing the olympics a little bit is like look at this night good thing we did like yeah. what you were saying but also it that, is trying like, to be a little bit critical of it but like the but critical I, kind of quality yeah. almost backs off a little bit at the end because when they it, wanted to use all their logos yeah. and all everything so you got to think that they're not going to be too critical of that or like anything because that they, she backs off pretty quickly and goes no i want to su-. and i understand so the her, support of her sister yeah, right her saying sister like take this and opportunity like, yeah, and, and you should if they have this opportunity to represent all, all the refugees that are um, well, even Sarah's arc, though, like yeah. her arc, I think, is quite compelling when we see her become, you know, a political activist yeah. and trying to help those that, you know, th- having the experience that she that she did. And, you know, like there is one actually really compelling shot of when they first get to, you know, the beach in, in, in Greece and, you know, they're taking their life preservers off and there's just basically like this sea of life preservers. Yeah. And again, like you have to appreciate that, like once they reach land their journey is still not over oh totally you know yeah. and and you know you don't know what you know these people had to do to survive and like you know how long they have to kind of travel and you know whether how or not they get sent to camps to, or sent back yeah. to their reunited countries. with their families yeah. and stuff like that and the movie does kind of gloss over a lot of that stuff i mean it uh, but it's very surface level that's instead what I of mean. like diving yeah. deeper that's into, what i mean yeah 
you know, something that is more specific. It kind of feels like it just glides on the surface. And I know I'm using a lot of kind of, you know, comparisons to diving in water, but like it, it just kind of feels like your, your very traditional safe movie where there are, there were opportunities throughout this film where it could have con- kind of had like a sort of like one perspective, like with the Sarah character, going back to her for a second, her kind of, Art kind of feels glossed over. Yeah. Like there's not really, especially in the latter bit of the movie when a, it focuses moment, more right? on the sports stuff. Yeah, and then you know, like a lot of these films, there's a postscript. And with the postscript, I feel like you could have put all of the Olympic stuff in a postscript. Yeah, like you could have just been like, "This is what she went on to do." Like yeah. you didn't necessarily have to have that in there. And and um, she's facing, you know, as yeah. as it said, twenty years in prison for for her activism. And it's just like, like that's a really powerful like statement that's been that's the fact that's been brought up and and it's like why wasn't that a part of this movie you know like that would have been an interesting story on its own and and again like they kind of just it's more um yursa's story than it is sarah's ultimately but at the beginning it kind of really emphasizes that it's both of their stories and then kind of halfway through it's like no it's really you know yursa because she's competing in the olympics because that's the you know, and even like their father having wanted kind of to be a, a, a swimmer, but kind of having to give that up and and, and join the army, and then yeah. you know, like even that is kind of like only just touched upon where it's like, are you really living your own dream, or are you basically your own father's you know aspirations? Yeah, you know, and and that could have been something interesting, but it's never really fully explored. Yeah, yeah I agree with you on all points. The dog, the dog agrees as well. Um, I'm gonna give the movie a three. I think that is being a little generous, but like I really do think that you know it's it's totally okay, and my mom would enjoy it. It's a good kind of middle of the road, safe opening night film. It plays well to kind of kick the festival off. It's slight but streamlined, so I'll I'll give it a three as well. Um, nothing wrong with it. Just you know, there's more there's more compelling films about this topic going on in the world right now that we already referenced. Um, I mean. I think a documentary on this would have been more interesting. Doesn't that happen a lot, though, when, yeah. we, when we watch these kind of movies? And not that right? documentaries like, are... It has to be a documentary either. You know, like, it, it yeah. still can be a great narrative film. I agree, but then when you watch something, a lot of inspirational sports movies, I go, this would have been more interesting if you had all the real people involved and did a doc on it or something like that. Like, I thought the same thing about King Richard. I, I thought... Or even thing. even do kind of like a, a like a hybrid thing where, like, there are some movies where you kind of create a narrative version around the real people, yeah. you know, like the re- reenact sequences that are, is kind of like a documentary drama, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there just could have been more interesting ways to approach the material. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, it's just fine, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, thank you all for uh, listening. We really, really do appreciate it. This is just the beginning of all of our TIFF content as we are swarmed by pigeons here yep. in the Grange Park. Um, I don't know what they think. Like, do they think we have food? Is like, you guys are just eating like rocks off the ground. Um, anyways, uh, untitled movie reviews on podcast services, uh, untitled movie podcast on YouTube, uh, untitled underscore movies on letterbox is going to be your one-stop shop for everything. Uh, over the next two weeks or so, we'll be posting all of our TIFF reviews. So, uh, probably during the festival, after the festival, uh, we're going to have tons of stuff. So, uh, keep it locked right here. Uh, follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. 
And you can find more of my work at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Canada is colder than Germany. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 